Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Today is Monday, February 1st, 2021. On this day in 2012, serial killer Israel Keys kidnapped 18-year-old Samantha Koenig in Alaska. Her murder would lead to his undoing. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Today, we're covering prolific serial killer Israel Keys and the victims he took. Let's go back to the night of February 1st, 2012, on a snowy road in Anchorage, Alaska. Eighteen-year-old Samantha Koenig was finishing up her shift at Common Grounds, the little coffee stand where she worked. It was a bright blue shack with a drive-up window that mostly served morning commuters. Though on wintry nights like this, plenty of people stopped by for hot chocolates. Around 8 p.m., a man walked up to the window and knocked. He was covered head to toe, including a ski mask, but that wasn't uncommon when it was this cold out. Samantha opened the window to take the man's order. Instead, footage later obtained from security cameras showed her jumping back, arms raised, as though someone had pulled a gun on her. Investigators later believed the man in black told her to turn off the lights. She was quick to comply. After that, the shack went dark, save for the ambient light filtered in through the window. The light cut out for a moment as the assailant jumped through the window and inside the coffee shack. Seemingly at gunpoint, the man held Samantha close and escorted her out of the shack. The pair trudged through the snow and across the street where a pickup truck was waiting. Meanwhile, Samantha's family waited for their daughter to return home. Their worry grew when she failed to return their texts and phone calls. Several hours later, Samantha's boyfriend received a text from her phone stating that she was going away for a while, that she needed a break. This was completely out of character. To Samantha's family, it confirmed that something terrible happened to their daughter. The entire community banded together. Samantha's dad made appearances on the nightly news, begging for information and the safe return of his daughter. A $41,000 reward was offered to anyone with information leading to Samantha. And the citizens of Anchorage began to search the expansive wilderness that surrounded the little town. But she had vanished without a trace. Then, three weeks later, on February 24th, Samantha's boyfriend received another text from Samantha's phone. It told him to look in Connor Park and ended with, Ain't she purdy? The family ran to the park where a ransom note was waiting. The note contained a picture of Samantha holding a newspaper from February 13th. 
The Koenigs were flooded with hope that their daughter was still alive. It also demanded that $30,000 be deposited into Samantha's account before she was released. Over the next week, Samantha's dad made deposits into the account. Three debit transactions showed that the kidnapper was in the Southwest, moving through Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas. But Samantha's captor made a crucial error. During one of these transactions, his car was visible on CCTV footage, leading to his capture in mid-March in Lufkin, Texas. When police approached the assailant, they asked for his ID. His name was Israel Keys. He had no priors. He wasn't on police radar at all. But he soon proved himself to be one of the most organized and meticulous killers law enforcement had ever seen. Coming up, the prolific killing career of Israel Keys. Hi, it's Vanessa from Parcast. They say there's someone for everyone, a soul to share your secrets with, a companion to grow old with, a conspirator to commit crimes with. Starting this February on Spotify, learn about the lethal and legendary lovers who fought the law in the Parcast Limited series, Criminal Couples. If you've ever referred to your best friend or beloved as your partner in crime, this exclusive series is for you. Beginning February 1st, join me for a collection of unlawful love stories from shows across the Parcast network. Discover the extreme beliefs of cult leaders Tony and Susan Alamo, enter Fred and Rose West's real-life house of horrors, and experience the madness and motives of the San Francisco witch killers fall for the most famous and feared pairs in history in the Spotify original from Parcast, Criminal Couples. Enjoy two-part episodes every Monday starting February 1st. Follow Criminal Couples free and exclusively on Spotify. Now back to the story. On March 13, 2012, Israel Keyes was arrested in Lufkin, Texas, in connection to the disappearance of Samantha Koenig. Police were desperate to find Samantha, but Keyes told them they were too late. He'd killed her the day after abducting her, then left with his family for a two-week Caribbean vacation. Meanwhile, her body was left out in the shed. He'd taken the ransom note picture of her when he returned on the 24th. The picture has never been publicly released, but it's unclear how he got the photo of her holding a February 13th newspaper. She may have already been dead in the photo. He disposed of her body 35 miles north of Anchorage in a frozen lake where he often went fishing. He brought pieces of her body up in a cooler, dumped them through the ice, then fished to keep up appearances. It took three trips to dispose of Samantha entirely. It was sickening. It also made police realize that they weren't dealing with a first-time murderer. He was too calculated, too cold. Israel Keys had killed before. During hours of conversations with Keyes, he admitted to killing two more individuals. He also alluded to other murders he'd committed since 2001. Not only was his portfolio robust, he'd killed in multiple states across the country. 
Keyes loved to travel and would drive or fly to dozens of cities across North America. If he arrived somewhere he really liked, he made a kill kit, a plastic bucket filled with zip ties, a gun, around $1,000 cash, and whatever else he needed. Then he buried it months in advance before secretly driving back to that city and finding a victim. This allowed him to move under the radar. Police were understandably shocked, but unfortunately, before they could get more definitive answers out of Keyes, he died of suicide in his prison cell. He left a trail of unidentified victims in his wake. Police had only vague information on Keyes' victims. All they had to go on were hours of recorded interviews with the killer. But through careful police work, they were able to string together a timeline accounting for his movements dating back to 1997. By August 2013, police believed they were searching for seven or eight additional victims. This would bring Israel's total count up to 11 kills. They arrived at this number based on their conversations with Keyes, but also because of drawings they found in his cell. Skulls painted in blood. The FBI believed he made one for each victim. Sadly, many of these victims are still unidentified. Keyes was careful and diabolically clever, making it hard to piece together this macabre puzzle. Samantha's family knows what happened to their daughter, so at the very least, they're not left to wonder. But her death was so heinous, knowing the details couldn't have brought much peace. The FBI continues to investigate the victims of Israel Keyes. As recently as May 2020, they released additional information on disappearances possibly related to Keyes. Hopefully together, we can give names to his victims and ensure they're never forgotten. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories like this, check out my other Spotify original from Parcast, Serial Killers. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Michael Motion, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Aaron Lan, with writing assistance and fact-checking by Bennett Logan. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Hi, it's Vanessa again. Before you go, don't forget to check out the new ParCast limited series, Criminal Couples. From apocalyptic cult leaders to bank-robbing bandits to married mafiosos, these couples give new meaning to Till Death Do Us Part. Enjoy two-part episodes every Monday starting February 1st. Follow Criminal Couples free and exclusively on Spotify.